Welcome to the Buy Box Bandits Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Buy Box Bandits Podcast. For those listening uh, on the recording, which is pretty much all you outside of the 45 people here live with us on the Flips from Miles YouTube channel, well, this is our first live episode. We aren't sure how it's going to go. We aren't sure how we're going to like it, how you guys are going to like it, but we're doing it and everything. And we got uh, two great guests here. Uh, for us right now, Roman the Romer and uh, Billy Flips here. So you guys want to introduce uh, introduce yourselves to Buy Box Bandit Nation, of which you guys are both uh, former guests as well. But I th- think it'd be fun. We all have some good banter we can get on uh, together with this stuff. So you want to? I'll introduce Billy, yeah. and Billy can introduce me. So First Billy's point. a young hustler, eight, eighteen years old, crushing it. Came to Wrong. Miami twenty twenty two. Twenty. He's, uh, twenty. Okay, I thought you were eighteen, right. but uh, coming up fast and. Uh, yeah, my name is Romer, uh, aka Romer the Romer. And, I thought I was uh, going to introduce you. Well, true. Maybe well, just I feel like I was that. talking about Billy, and then I'm like, I don't even know his age. You guys so I know, I know sales are like eight thousand a month. Doing uh, OA, you're doing pretty good. Like, like you just started doing this. You're flipping books. Um, impressive on the come up. Uh, you're flipping a lot of stuff. I'm not even going to say what you're flipping now because do we talk about that? Do we talk about what? No, no we don't. We don't. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. But so, uh, yeah, good. Avery here to the left of me or on the right. Uh, big bookseller. He's been around for a while, lived in a canoe for a little bit or in a car with a canoe on top. He's got a nice uh, textbook consignment business. Um, but he is kind of a bozo in the OA game so far. So Yeah. Wait, he's obsessed with selling all the brands that we don't sell. No, no, no. Like no, brand. let me correct you. I'm obsessed with asking you guys. About, <laughs> like, why would I ask you guys, is this a good lead when I know it's a good lead? Like, you guys just going to go buy it. <laughs> continuously likes to make it more complicated than it has to be. That's, that's, yeah. then I ask you guys the complex here. questions because that's, you guys know the answers, but I do the, I do the simple shit. Yeah, so basically these days we're all doing online arbitrage pretty much. We're, we're all focused on uh, that stuff. Some back-to-school type uh, categories and stuff um, and everything like that. Gatekeeper, share the sauce. What kind of sauce do you want to know, Seb is, kid? Uh, okay, this is a good question we can all answer. Uh, what percent do you pay yourself back versus what you put back into business for Amazon payments? Avery, Romer the Martin, Romer, as the resident oldest as well as most experienced Amazon seller, how do you answer that? That's a good question. How do you do it's that? It's survival mode. From day one, it's been survival mode. So like 2018, I did 80000 in sales for the year. I thought I was rich. I think I only made like 10 k profit. <laughs> like I, I cash flowed 10 k I probably made like 30 or 40 because it was all books. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, back then I was really bad with managing money. But now it's just like now, I mean, I'm still I don't pay myself like a certain amount. But it's just uh, whatever I make. Like, I just try to spend as little as possible to live the life that I want to live. And so, like, over the years, I've spent outrageous amounts to live. Like, I spent $3,000 a month in 2020 just for my rent, not even including, like, food or anything like that. And so, like, I wasn't even making that type of money back then. Like, yeah, textbook. This is also a dude that spent 2000 on a walking treadmill that he never used. Like a <laughs> walking desk. That yeah, he I'm actually like trying to like cut down like on the stupid shit. Like now I realize what I want. I'm here in Colombia. Um, I get free breakfast every morning. Uh, I get my room cleaned every day. I, uh, it's like I have to do very little things. Like I get my laundry done every day. Like those are the things that's important to me. I bought this camera years ago when I didn't have the money for it. Well, that's I, good. Yeah, that's, that's I, been great. Actually. When I first started YouTube. Yeah. But basically like, I mean, I think for me to live it in Miami, I was probably like, honestly, 5,000 a month. 
was what I was like taking out for personal stuff, you know, and like you got to pay taxes on that unless you're going to write it off. Uh, talk to Jake Carter if you want to learn more about <laughs> taxes. But um, yeah, now I think I can get my living costs down to like, even in, in Columbia, I'm still like 2000 2500 a month, which, but I'm living like a king here. So, I mean, that's essentially what I pay myself is my living expense. And then um, I've been spending a lot of money on inventory. Like I spent uh, 85000 so far on inventory. So um, that's uh, trying to be like Miles, step my inventory game up. And um, yeah, it's 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 kind of weird having a business now where you have to put more back in to get more out. Consignment wasn't like that, you know. So that's that's my long way. That's, that's an interesting thesis, though. Yeah, that, that's like a huge shift of perspective, right? Because before you were almost on autopilot, right? You were out of the business, and your business was generating X. Yeah. Like now there's a major input that needs to take place in order to get exactly. That. I actually look at myself kind of like you, cause you have this, do you still have the salary coming in? Yep. Yeah. So you have the salary coming in and I kind of look at like that. <laughs> like I make, you know, between 10 and 30,000 a month from restricted inventory, depending yep. on the month. And then profit. I have to decide what, yeah, it's like that's profit, you know, yeah, anywhere yeah. from like free 80, cash to, up. 80 to like 130 in sales. We're at 130 in sales right now somehow. Uh, about 10 K's, uh, OA sales, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'm learning how to, it, it, de- it definitely makes you look at things a lot differently when you're spending a lot. Like I, I bought clothes the other day and I'm like, I'm spending $300 on these clothes and I'm not gonna sell these clothes. But it was like, it didn't feel that weird. Cause I'm like, I buy Kohl's on all these, I, I buy Kohl's, I buy clothes <laughs> on all these websites all the time. And, yeah. uh, it's just weird buying stuff for myself now. Like it. I don't know if you guys feel that way when you started, like just buying stuff in general, like for, buying stuff is different now. For, for me personally, I'm, my mind always goes to how can I get this cheaper, right? Oh, yes, sure. exactly. Yeah. Reselling makes you so good at that. Yeah, with coupons. I've noticed that, like seeing discount codes everywhere, like not even just when I'm sourcing, but when I'm just like out like doing something. Yeah. Kind yeah, of definitely um, makes you think, am I getting the best deal possible? And then like I even buy stuff. Like that I'm doing OA for myself sometimes. I'm like, this is a fire deal. I'm going to buy it for myself. Like I will never buy like certain items. I won't say them on Amazon if they're above like a certain price just because I know I can get them for less, you know? Yeah. Kind of um, shifting the perspective to my friend Billy here, right? So you so, were a 100% bookseller, call it three, four months ago. But now yeah. you're you're really getting a sense of what OA is like, what this business is from an OA perspective what's what's your what's your mindset are you are you ready to give up books 100 percent? what's your what's your been your first impression of, of the away the face cheating on the first love <laughs> yeah it's obviously, uh it's, obviously your business has shifted dramatically so what has that done to your mindset yeah it's it, it was slowly shifting while i was still doing books uh, but as i got more access to capital um like my focus is basically just how much can i spend each day now uh, but with books, yeah, it's it's going to be a sad departure. It was definitely a great way coming up, but oh yeah, it just I want to really scale this business and books. You know, unless you're Avery running a massive consignment business or you have some A one supplier in bulk, uh, it just you know. And, but the thing is that I was thinking about day, today, which is nice, is that I have like a little foundation of about a thousand books that'll continue to sell for the next couple months. Sure. Yeah. Well, I still keep sending stuff in. So it's definitely the sweat equity will always pay off in the long run. 
So you you touched on a, a key point that was the major and very important into into your your growth was is getting your hands on that extra capital. For the yeah. viewers that don't know your story, what you went through the past couple of months, give us the lowdown <laughs> in terms of how you acquired that capital. What was the process and, and what was the outcome? Yeah, so I think it's important to believe in the whole process yourself before you start to ask other people for loans or ask a, a parent or a relative to uh help you co-sign on a business yeah. card uh but that's yeah that's pretty much what i did was ask my dad to apply for an amex plum and add me as an authorized user and um yeah that just it opens up so many more opportunities for me as far as uh, yeah that's what i did dude that's what i had to do in uh in 2019 as well and that ended up being huge because that like I never really needed a lot of spend power until like uh, September of last year, but it was big because my credit was good enough that then I could take advantage of that. And that probably made me like an extra like 50K, last, 50 to like 100K last year was having that extra spend power I could leverage out once I became uh, became good at it. But okay, so we got 71 people in here right now, and I bet very few of them have uh, like personal brands. And I, I'm sure they hear us talk about how making content so important and everything like that. Um, but let's talk about kind of the just how to get into like, you know, whether it even just like starting an Amazon Instagram account or whatever, like good practices around that because that's stuff we've uh, all four done. The only reason why we know each other is because we've all done it um, and, and we would all co-sign why making content so important about stuff. But a lot of people want to do it and they never end up doing it, even though it's free. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about that. So, Avery, you're the first one of us to get started with that. So, yeah. so obviously I've done a lot of thinking about this over the yeah. years. And I'm kind of regressing back to, I feel like I was like this when I first started and I feel like I'm getting back more into it where I'm just like literally just documenting like raw what's happening. And on top of that, I'm only making content that I want to make and that makes me happy. So um, like I shot like a 35 minute video the other day about my whole repricing process. And it was like, for some people it's going to be so boring. Like the YouTube video probably won't do too well. But if you continue to do that over time, eventually, like, let's just say, like, I've been obsessed with jujitsu and salsa dancing. I need to do a better job of documenting that stuff. Um, but if you just, like, literally record, like, open up the camera and just record, like, yourself or you can get more creative with it. Like, I've really thought about making, like, a, a badass video of, of my life or, like, my life right now. Like, what I'm doing right now. Like, where I narrate it and I have, like videos of me like working like you know on the computer and it's like a nice camera but that takes a lot of fucking work <laughs> you know like it's a lot easier just to like open the camera and verbally vomit so i would say like if you're skeptical about getting started just do that and like have a no judgment rule like it doesn't matter if it gets one view 19 views 190 like stay detached from that like some of my best videos best videos are like videos i don't even like that much or like i look back and i'm like I wish I would have said that differently or I wasn't really being myself and I would rather be myself and like post content that I want to post and it get less views than, uh, and th that's scalable. You can do it your whole life. Like we're going to be doing this shit our whole life. You know, you can take a few months off, whatever, but if you approach it that way, you're not going to burn out. Burnout is a burnout happens when you just get exhausted and you see no end and you're doing it for someone else, you know, but with that being said, I will say, like, if you do want to have content that takes off, don't be an idiot. Pay attention to trends. Pay attention to thumbnails that work. Pay attention to hooks that work at the beginning. Can't ignore that stuff if you truly want to, like, build a personal brand that is going to scale. Like, great examples, Miles, uh, Profit Plug, 
um, these people in the last few years have really come up because they've uh, they've done a really good job of giving the market what it wants. The market wants to know how to make money. The market wants questions to their answers. So if you have an interesting perspective, make a nice video, have some nice lighting. All you need is a cell phone. Even Alex Ramosi shoots his videos from an iPhone. You know, this dude's doing 100 million sales a year. He's shooting his videos from an iPhone. So you don't need like fancy camera like this you'll post videos yeah, with, everyone with has an iPhone. iphone that's good enough and everyone started too like no one really starts with like a nice camera if they weren't already like making money prior right we all just started with our iphones in northwest yeah. mexico and that's, all that stuff. I mean, that's interesting though because avery's approach is is probably the complete opposite of of my approach because every everything i post is is pointed and strategic right yeah. yes and, and it's, it's great content I, I side note i will binge watch your content like once a month or so, like I've been, I haven't kept up with Garrett. You post on Instagram a lot. I don't know if you post on YouTube. Nah, so I, yeah, I try. I try I'll just go through your Instagram and like listen yeah. to everything. I'll be like, shit, I'll be taking notes. I'm, so it's like, I love content like that. But that, I mean, but your way of doing it is refreshing in the sense that like, I put a lot of pressure on every single video because for me, it needs to be pointed and direct and have a, have a purpose, have a, have some sort of value. But on the other hand, you've been successful with the complete opposite in yeah. terms of just documenting. So that's, that's pretty cool. Right. And Scott Needham kind of takes the approach of just like verbally vomiting stuff. And he's smart as hell, obviously. Uh, smartest seller is his name. Yeah. But I love his style of content. Like you just listen to him just rant about stuff. And even though like 90% of the stuff doesn't pertain to me, it does in some other realm. You know, like some I, – I can like be like, oh, like let me think about my business that way because he's thinking about – his business that does like 70 million a year this way. He's helped me a lot with repricing inadvertently his talk at 2022. Um, yeah. That, that really changed my, I mean, that's probably made me so much money this year. Just repricing. I think the other thing about authenticity and being original with your content is you're going to draw the kind of people that you would uh, want your audience to be like similar only if you post authentically the funny thing is if you i've posted not being myself before i'll I'll admit it you attract different people so if you post being yourself you attract the people that you know are like you yeah and builds a loyal following but i mean garrett also has a strategy that he's able to be consistent with so you know you, you don't necessarily you can just jump in and do whatever you want like it's like my how we all started like that that is pretty much how like if anyone has the the time, you can scroll back through like a thousand posts on Instagram. You can see 2019 income one grand a month or whatever type uh, type stuff and everything. Same thing with Avery, right? But you got to start somewhere. Like there's a good quote. I don't really know how it goes. It's like, don't let perfect be the enemy of good or something. Like don't let perfect keep you from being something like that, right? Well, so Tony Robbins says perfection is the worst uh, standard. Perfection is the lowest standard, is what he says. Ooh, that's a good, yeah, that's a good quote. Yeah, Billy, you're you're an interesting case though, because so you started, you couldn't have six months imagined ago. you beginning your content journey and envisioned that it would be here. It would be any better. There is no better blueprint. Because, there so, is not. There is none. Humbly <laughs> speaking, your community, right, the people you know, have made you thousands of dollars to date and will stand to make you tens of thousands for hundreds, the hundreds if I have anything and to say about it. I don't yeah. necessarily consider it much luck. It's just a matter of doing you, shit, man. Do exactly. shit. Yeah. Do I, I don't think you can really put a price on network and as far as inside of the Amazon game. No, you can't. 
the people you know and that you're talking to every day are what's going to push your business forward. You know, not, not nobody can do it all by themselves, especially when you're starting out. But the thing with the content, like I remember probably February or, or January this year, and I'm listening to the to this podcast. I might have said this when you guys had me on, but I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna freaking meet these guys, or they're gonna they're gonna know me. We're gonna be friends at some point somehow. Um, and yeah, I was just I was pretty shocked, honestly, that Miles and you guys, all of you, were engaging with me when I sent you DMs. Um, so I think what makes the community so great is that everybody pretty much pays it forward and uh, is really inviting to anyone that actually wants to put in the work. But this, I mean, so this is something that Miles talks about a lot is we know the effort on the other side, whether you think about it or not. Like we know we can get a sense of of quality. if you're trying, what sort of effort you are and, and the quality of, of what you're asking, because there's qualitatively very different questions. How do I get started is not a good question. A very pointed, direct question, a very strategic question is a completely different one. And it's very obvious in terms of what sort of seller you are. How do I sell Yeti? <laughs> what? I'm saying that's a yeah, like, directed question. Like, like you can clear this took no production value, but you can see that he's doing it. Yeah. This is uh what was this? Yeah, it's February first, right? This is like right when you're gonna start. I will say this I like Billy's uh uh real content. I want more of that. I think you should post like a funny reel once every few days, especially yeah. if you can kind of broaden it a little bit. I like the really niche stuff because I get it. But like if you can take it a little bit broader, like you're funny, dude. And like that's, uh, that's the thing though. Like I have to like when I make those memes, the reels, like when it comes to me, when a good idea comes to me, I know it's going to be I know it's going to be good. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to like I hate having to like force out. I can't yeah. Yeah. Do, the, the, don't force, force it. That's but why like I think you should allow some freedom in your day to where like when you feel like making a video you give yourself the freedom to stop doing what you're doing and make the video because when you feel like it it's going to be so much better i think that's actually a really good topic to talk about because i feel like especially with content creators or guys that are doing it like consistently obviously i'm not like but Gideon was on uh logan paul's podcast and he was talking about like he doesn't like to go out and party because when he gets done filming and everything, whole like ideas will come to him at night when he's just chilling by himself. Yeah, yeah. So that happens to me literally. You mean is like leaving yourself free time to be creative, which I yeah. think is huge for a lot of entrepreneurs. And even if not with content, just like sourcing ideas and hey, maybe I should go check this stuff out. Yeah, just you're giving yourself time to think and, and execute when you have that burst of motivation. I think yeah, hundred percent. Give yourself that downtime. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I uh, if I ever I don't think I think I just added you to the group chat randomly because I'm looking through our messages and there was no like there was no just like hey do you want to join this it was literally it's yeah. like, like at some point you just joined but I'm looking for that day you added me I was I was like it was crazy yeah, was it before uh, 21 or yes uh, this is January January early February yeah um, yo Miles you use Inventory Lab I use Excel list and I really like it but I'm looking for a way to really track my numbers to see how much I'm actually making. But see, that's a question that wouldn't come from someone who has not started. True. Yeah, very true. That's exactly what I was trying to get at is, is by the nature of the question, it's very obvious what your intention is, what you've done, and what you want to do. Right? Those three things are very clear just by the question. And that comes from reading hundreds of questions of all sorts of qualities. Like we get tens of tens of DMs every single day of all yep. different varieties. And it's very obvious what sort of nature and what sort of 
experience that question comes from. Also, like people could ask questions that aren't related to Amazon. You know, you just want to build relationships. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be like, "Hey, how do I use a repricer or something like that?" You know, like ask like a genuine question that you you wouldn't be able to know the answer unless you asked. So, Billy, the um, I hear you 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 told me a couple days ago that you were putting together an OA list for your audience. Is that still coming to fruition, or what's the update on that? Yeah, I mean, I got a, I have about thirty-five to fifty solid leads i have in a sheet that uh i would buy personally but i like i'm focusing on other other skews right now that i'm trying to like go deeper on mm-hmm. um but i've just been so busy you know i'm not going to build a leads list when i could be buying stuff myself so that's yeah. kind of where my attention's been past few days and getting a haircut yes did get a haircut. Looks good. yeah it does uh, i gotta get one too thanks um, oh gotcha yeah um uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, on gating. Yes, yeah, so you need 10 of a specific item um, on that. Best business credit card, Capital One Spark. Capital One Spark. Um, it depends on what you want, though. Wouldn't you say Plum for somebody who we wants? Love, we love it. I mean, yeah, Plum is great, too. Yeah. That, I think if you don't have one, the best one is any card. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's valid for it. Yeah, that's a good point. Miles, tell us about your trip to Florida. Yeah, just uh, getting out, uh, seeing some family for a few days and everything. And it, I mean, like for negative reasons on stuff, but okay. not, uh, not meeting with uh, Celeram. No, that's next week. That's Go away again on stuff. There'll be content around that. Um, definitely. I would so we're excited for um, on stuff. Again, it takes a while to process what you said, so be patient. Yeah, definitely. It takes a while to get good at anything. Yeah, like college yeah. is four years long. Dudes are out here trying Amazon for a week, talking about this doesn't work. No, you didn't work. It do, it's not that it doesn't work. It's that you didn't work on stuff. So, of course, you're not going to see results after a while on um, different stuff. Like, Avery, how long was it for you before you saw significant results? With uh, with OA, it's still now. Well, no, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm three months in. I'm still trying to figure it I mean, I thought – I feel like everyone goes through this where, like, you feel like you're doing really well. And then, like, you look back and you're like, I was doing terrible. I thought I was doing really well in 2018 when I lived in my car. I thought I was, like, killing it. 80K in sales for the year. I was like, yeah, I'm the shit. (laughs) And then I look back at it. I'm like, what was I doing? It was fun, though. Those are some of the most fun times. You got to do it. You got to do it. I know I'm at that same phase now with OA. Like, I know I'm the idiot. But I know I have to go through this to get to the point where – I'm the expert, you know. We were talking about the other day where you can see stuff other people can't see. Yes, exactly. And I already feel like you you say this a lot. Like the best data is the data that you have, meaning like it's better. What beats any Keepa data is your sales data. And the only way you're going to get that sales data is by actually buying the item and listing it. So the way you want to shorten your learning curve is buy the product, list it as quickly as possible. If you don't list it fast, if it takes more than a few weeks, you're literally making your learning curve longer. It's going to take a long time. That's why I like merchandising for beginners. Exactly. Yeah, that that literally takes your learning curve to like a week to figure out if a product was good or not. Yeah, it compresses it. And you can FBA a lot of it. Just merch fill a couple just to build that that skill. Like I'm merchant fulfilled only my first like – 300k of sales about, right? It was all merchant fulfilled. And I wouldn't have done that again looking back on it, but it was like – what it did was it helped me build the skill of reading Keepa charts way quicker than if on every single item I was waiting two or three weeks for it to check in. Instead, I was ordering it today. It was getting here 
three or five days later, six days later, whatever. And I was getting listed that day, getting a repricer on that day. I got, I got two quick yeah. questions if you can answer sure. real fast. Number Absolutely. one, how, how much lower, if there is an FBA offer, are you having to go to get a sale? Not low, not low at all. Like very close. Okay. Like sub, number, sub two or 3% close. Number two is like, there any like telltale signs? That, oh, this is an awesome listing to try an MF. Yes. Uh, immediately when you come to it, if there's a merch filled buy box, that's just a green, yeah. green flag automatically. Buy yeah. box stats, FBA column, a lack of check marks or a couple that don't have check marks. Nice. Yeah. Over a long time frame, but either way, a lot of stuff you just can. Um, sometimes you obviously can. If it's over like fifty sellers, there's a you need to have a you need to have a video editor that knows enough about Amazon to like take that clip and then show like a keepa and like point an arrow at like where you're talking about and then make a quick little like IG reel about it. That'd that be was cool. cool. That was cool. even yeah. even just like the size of it, right? Back when, so we don't do any merchant fulfill anymore. But back when we did, we wouldn't touch anything merchant fulfilled if we couldn't put it in a poly mailer. Reason being. If it's merchant refillable, we want it to be quick, efficient, effective. That's oh, important. yeah, yeah. One more question about that. How can you estimate MF shipping costs? You know, based on the item, what about it's going to be just by looking at it on stuff. And then selling most, like a shoe, for example, every shoe I've ever merch filled, I just do two pounds, 12 by 10 by eight box. Like, yeah. And you put that, where can you put that to get like a shipping estimate? It'll right? always be for that. It'll always be between eight to 12 bucks, pretty much exclusively. But for like a small like, beauty item, like, like let's say, or like a battery. Like yeah, that, you can't, it would just kind of be eyeballing it. You can estimate in pirate ship. You can get an estimate in pirate ship, but it's also going to depend. Something to Cali is going to be 12 bucks while something yeah, to like eight bucks. But it averages out like FBA. A lot of people don't know, but FBA and Merchfield are pretty much the same cost for the most part. Like when you average them out, because you don't pay FBA fees, but you do pay individual shipping. It's just that for the most part, you need to be FBAing stuff because Amazon favors it in the algorithm and stuff sells a lot quicker. It's more efficient. Yeah, yeah. But the plus with Merchant Fulfilled is the quicker cash flow turn. Baby, absolutely. Especially with crazy products like last summer, chlorine. You can just. Buy all the chlorine in a Costco and list it. And if it, if it doesn't sell, you can return it. Yeah, that's, amazing. Well, that's good too. Yeah, so uh, no, you don't 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 have Amazon label it. You label stuff yourself. But that's the value that beginners get when they merchant fulfill is, is confidence is a big thing when we're talking about buying, right? You need the confidence to be sure that if I'm buying something, it's going to work out in my favor, right? And so in the beginning, naturally, you just don't have the confidence that someone more experienced would have. So you merchant fulfill to gain that confidence. You buy it. You just see and you experience how that progressive and progression works. And if it doesn't work, two, three, four weeks online, you return it, get the cash flow back, and put it into something else. Right? It's a risk-free way to just gain that experience share of of sourcing, selling, and just making money on Amazon. It's an invaluable thing, especially in the beginning. Yep. Not nah, chlorine was easy to get ungated for. It was just like the hazmat cert writer, like the it was something like that. Yeah, I think I ordered on. Um... One of my accounts, I had to order from like Clorox.com, just 10 units yeah. to get updated. Back in the day. I definitely wish I merchant fulfilled more books when I was first starting. But Cool. I've heard different things about that. I've heard that MFing books, MF books sell two times, uh, yeah, two times as fast as FBA books. That's what Caleb said at one point oh so he's right that i mean that's data i'm sure no no but the, but then michael michael uh Fordnell, uh franklin media he said the opposite and he actually sells more books than caleb but he only sells textbooks 
So like it might make sense that textbooks sell more often FBA than regular books. But Caleb got that from, you know, probably a few Amazon accounts, like probably some bulk sellers is how he came to that conclusion. I got a question for Miles and Garrett. When you guys first started ramping up your spending, like that jump from like 10, from like, you know, a couple grand to 10, 20, 30,000, what was like the most important uh, keys that you had to implement as far as, you know, keeping track of everything, having a good flow? Um, just like having like a good foundation of systems. Yeah, it's sourcing good items, and that's like validating having your boys like be selling the same thing, which you have right now with everything. So like, you won't have to worry about that. A lot of it just comes from discipline. Just creating a plan, sticking to the plan, and then implementing the plan continuously. Right? If you know your budget for a specific month, it doesn't do you any good going over that. Right? Because that's just you'll you'll pay for that down the line. Right. And we know we're educated on the time flow, the cycle of money with Amazon. And you know, you have a certain credit card that has to be paid off at a certain time. Right. So you can create plans around all of that. Right. And so you use that to grow. Obviously, if you come up with more cash, come up with more credit, you can alter your plan. But you structure your plan according to your personal situation, how much money you have, the liquidity of that. Right. Because credit's great. But if you have no cash to back that credit, it's useless. Yeah. And it's very risky. Yeah. And all that. Right. So, <coughs> and in terms of just growing on Amazon, it's a slow grind. It's a slow, yeah. painful grind. But you get to the point where, essentially, you're playing with monopoly at a certain and monopoly money at a certain point. But to get there, it takes discipline, it takes strategy, and it takes patience, right? Because your business is going to grow two, three, four percent, ten percent, fifteen percent each and every month, right? And <coughs> you don't come up with that extra cash, that extra credit, then it's just going to grow at that steady rate. Yep. So, I mean, patience is the name of the game. It really is. The end game, though, is is obviously extremely lucrative. But, it, yeah, it takes a while to get the money and the scale. Do you check buy box stats on every new product you purchase? Nope. Uh, I mostly just test stuff, so no, I don't. Or I, like, was to, back when I was testing stuff. But, yeah, not really, um, to be honest, Avery. I tend to just know from the Kiba. Yeah, there's a bunch of seller amp videos on uh, on my channel, uh, O13 Marine. Pretty much every video I use it in and show how it works and everything. But if you're looking to do uh, OA, like sourcing reverse sourcing, definitely get a free trial of uh Wait, Miles, did you a uh, answer Avery's message? Or oh, you... oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, what's Wizards of E-commerce? You ever heard of that, Romer, Miami? Yeah, yeah. What's the question? What is it? Or like, have you used them? Uh, I've... I spoke at one of their events and I've met with them a few times. Uh, it's just like, a, he actually runs like a salsa studio. Oh, that's live. Is it Amazon things. automation or what is it? No, no. He's like a huge seller. He does like eight or nine figures a year. His oh. name's Carlos. Um, I should have him speak at one of the Miami events. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. He, he sells like a bunch of weird stuff. He, he'll sell like insects. Like live bugs? Yeah, like he he's on some weird stuff, but uh, apparently he does he either does eight or nine figures a year, which is like no, he does nine figures a year. He told me he's like hundred and fifty something million. I'm like, dude, what? That's like number. That's gonna be like a top five. That would be like the number one U.S. seller. Like, well, I don't know if it's all on Amazon, but he said hundred and fifty million. Or he said like it was like it it was eight. How many figures is that? Hundred. Is million. he on socials? 
Uh, yeah, his name's uh, look him up on uh, IG. It's like Carlos Alvarez. Just look up Wizards of Amazon, Wizards of Amazon, or Wizards of Ecom, something like that. He's he's him and Alexis and Gabe. Oh, here we go. Well, all so the Miami Scott, people. Are, Scott Software would would show him up if he was actually doing that on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's bullshitting. Let's let's get Carlos on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To go to circle back to Avery's question, the uh, the buy by statistics is is probably the most valuable part of Keepa, right? Obviously, the price fluctuation, all that good stuff, is is important, right? But to really get a wholesome sense of what that product is doing, you need to know the share. Of, of different owners and how much they have with the buy box. You need to know what sort of um, history in terms of the different uh, diversification of the buy box. All these things are important. Yeah. Uh, BQ and Helium 10 don't do the same thing, but that's a perfect example of a question. You could just go to their site to find, I don't mean like single yacht or anything, but that's the perfect example of a question that shows that you're not doing the research on your own around stuff. So it, stuff like that, and if, I would I would highly recommend just because like looking stuff like that up on your own, it will serve. I you will say this about that: if, if you are lazy, I'm lazy like that too, and I want to ask lazy questions. Like get like a join like a Facebook group or a Discord. Don't ask like the main guru the question, but feel free to ask like people on the come up that type of question, and they can you'll get like five different opinions from people, and then you can. I like doing research that way, actually, like asking like a stupid, basic question, getting five different answers. And you're like, wait, this is more of a complex question than I thought. And then you can then you can dive down Google. So like, I actually recommend kind of doing the, the opposite as well. But don't ask Miles directly on, on IG like I do. Well, you've earned the right to. You helped me with a ton of stuff, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Avery sometimes acts like he, he's a oh, newbie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, well, dude <laughs> called me. Uh, I'm two months in. This is what this live – oh, so you're telling me what this live is for. <laughs> After we just sat here and answered like – You are here to serve the people, Miles. True. Well, high key, I mean, yes, but like I, I don't – like, dude, like just go to their website. You are our slave. <laughs> oh, this is a good question. How this is, See, this is a good question. How far back can we go on the keep a chart do you look at when making a decision to purchase that SKU? Yeah, typically three months to a year for the most part, Stephen, yeah. unless it's a seasonal type item and you want to see – the previous like the previous year but yeah three months to a year should be pretty helpful and stuff and mainly the three month chart because that's very relevant um on stuff there's levels to that though right the more we can map back a certain price threshold the more confidence we then have right if a product has been trending between 20 and 25 for eight months well i'm rest assured that the next maybe one two months as long as there's no crazy swings in offer count that's going to remain the same right if that same threshold has only lasted for three four five weeks two months that's a bit of a different story, right? Yeah. Then we couple that with different changes in offer counts, different levels of demand change. All those things help us to evaluate the current state to use that to make our futuristic decision. I can share this lead with y'all later, Billy and Miles and Garrett, but I found this seasonal product that's about to pop. And uh, the, the price currently is like not that profitable. It's like $5 profit, but I saw that it sold out the last few seasons and the price just went basically to like whatever the people wanted it to. And like, there's not that many sellers on it. So like, I don't think a lot of people are buying it because it's not profitable now. But if you look at the last few seasons, it is. And so um, I feel like that's like a, I feel like you need to start making more moves like that in OA to like, I feel like that's like expert level. And I'm not there yet, but I'm going to try it this season and see if it works out, you know? 
Still the yeah, winner. I, I did a ton of that sort of stuff last Q4. And we, we I mean, uh, now we didn't do enough. Like we, we certainly didn't do enough. But those sorts of opportunities where you can use the past two, three, four seasons. And see, oh, yeah. like, it's sold out. And then you can see, like, there's fewer sellers this year. And all you can hope is that they're not all, you know, thinking the same thing as you. But but then using that sort of information, you can then act futuristically in October for something in Q4 when the current state is not going to equal a future state, right? Because you have the information you need. You have the three, four, five seasons of data that yeah. are all saying the same story. Then yeah. you use that to make that decision when no one else is doing it. Because when everyone else catches up to you is when it's too late. Because then it's out of stock everywhere. Then no one else yeah. can find it. And then it's just too late. Yeah, yeah. It, it running out of stock is huge. I really love it when stuff runs out of stock because yeah. it shows that the supply is now limited. Yeah, so you can set the market on stuff. And just generally, like, if something's really low competition, it's going to take a while for a bunch of people to find it. I'm still trying to nail when to use each one. Uh, I just use Sales Booster on everything. Sales Maximizer is going to undercut just to your lowest. And Equalizer is just, like, not good on stuff. Like, um, in my opinion, it's not good. I just use Sales Booster and everything. Ken, the upside's always going to be in sourcing stuff. So I, I would just Sales Booster and focus on sourcing on everything. So what's the deal with uh, equal repricing items that are on the way to the fulfillment center and they get tanked in price? Well, no, that's that's anything if you turn it on on an item or use rule-based repricing on stuff. But I turn it on on each individual item once it gets live within Amazon. Is there a way to set that rule so you never have to worry about it? Uh, I don't see why you'd want to. Yeah, just just well, uh, Tell me if you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but just send it in at the max price. And then your repricer is going to pick it up and reprice it at whatever it should be. But if you're in FC transfer and your due date's yeah. 40 days out, but you're in stock and you reprice down, you're going to ruin it for everyone. But like, why? Like, what is your strategy in in, in pricing and uh, setting your minimums, Billy? Well, I, I don't have Beacle set up right now. I just have reprice it for my books. Yeah, so your your minimum is going to solve that for you, right? And we were just Miles and I were just talking about this on the last episode, right? Anytime we reprice, we reprice with a min and a max threshold, right? No matter what happens with FC transfers, it's never going to change anything. Exactly. But the point of the min and the max is we don't care what we sell it at within those two points. That's why they're there. Yeah. That gives us the comp. Those are the bumpers that you use when bowling, right? If you throw the ball down the bowling alley, it's going to hit something in between those bumpers. You're throwing the ball down the bowling alley? (laughs) The mid and the max do the same thing. You know you're going to sell the price within those two thresholds. That's why you set the mid and the max strategically. I feel like I've asked you this question before, but uh, when it comes to minimum prices, when at what point are you – I talked to Jake the other day, and Jake says he's waiting 90 days. Yeah. Some OA items. Yeah, it depends how much you buy and how long you want to be on that. If something's if something's not in the oh sorry Miles you can go yeah I'd say after like thirty or forty five days if it's not moving but thirty days over. my rule now is like I need to change this but it's uh it basically just tanks the price <laughs> yeah, I don't days. yeah I don't use rule based I use just am like VQL modes this is a good question Tyler I jumped on a listing with estimated three sixty sales a month I'll take a screenshot at different times throughout the day and sometimes don't see anyone's stock numbers change yeah Tyler that's because the people who are printing money on that listing have max order quantities to hide their stock counts from people like you that are trying to monitor that. So that's probably a reason or what, for whatever reason it hasn't sold or something like that. Cause something with 360 sales a day, that's only 10 a day. And if, uh, if half of those are at someone with, with uh, 
max order quantities on than naturally only a few times a day. Is that the real reason why they do it? Are they really trying to hide how many they're selling? You think? And so pe- people don't buy all their stock and put it into pending. Yeah, that seems like more of a reason. That that used to happen a lot more. There's better rules about it on Amazon. Or if you're MFing just to like not overwhelm your employees in one day with like a crazy amount of orders. Yeah. But um, I mean, so I like to stay a little bit more liquid than than Jake does. If if something's not moving in, in two weeks, then I start to change price. Once it becomes available. Yeah, once it becomes available. Well, yeah, I mean, if it, if something hasn't moved in, in two weeks, if it's active within that time, then I'm starting to lower price. If As in, like, if the market is below my minimum after two weeks, then I lower my minimum to meet the market. Okay. Think- At what point are you, like, taking, like, a big L? Like, all right, this thing's... It's, yeah, it's not going to happen when you buy right. Like, it, that's... It, 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 yeah, it that, will like, at scale. Like, if you, have, if you have hundreds of ASINs, there's going to be 8%, might be 2%, might be 5 might be 8 but... There's going to be a percent that sell. You'd be surprised. Like, you'd really be surprised on, you know what I mean? Like, why do you have hundreds of ASINs? Why not a hundred good ones that you carefully test active, you know? But like, I guess a big L is relative, right? After two weeks, if something's dropping, like if after two weeks, something's not moving, I'm dropping price to whatever it is. Typically, that's around break even, maybe a couple percentage points up or down. Yeah, so it's not even really a yeah list. When but the, okay, for me, maybe, maybe I'm just a terrible purchaser, but there's some items that have dropped like, oh yeah, I bought these. Uh, I, w- I won't say what, but they they dropped from twenty five to twelve dollars. Yeah, that, like, okay. See, you fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> this, I'm like, this sucks. But yeah, it looks like it'll return. Like in the past, it, it goes back up. Di- Avery Diamond Hands Romer Martin, hold out. See what happens. See, for me, I'm Bezos. gonna take pesos, Bezos, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a guaranteed break even now over a potential five ten percent in two three weeks. I mean that's just how I operate. Yeah, gotcha. You know? Be just because like like things need to be moving. Everything needs to be moving at all times. Like things need to be selling. It doesn't make you money sitting on the shelf at FBA. Whether that's what's your oldest item in stock miles right now? Oh, hey. uh, probably like hundred and five days or something like that. I don't know. And I'm currently selling through them. Like I like. So, Avery, what's your, and you might not actually know this. So if you're in your inventory aging tab, there's a breakdown in terms of yeah. zero to nine or zero to 90, 91 to 180 and 180 plus. For us, <laughs> I, the moment my inventory hits 30 days, we fire sell it. We just get it out. Yeah. I'm mean, okay. <laughs> I made, I made a rule that if it hits 30 days, according to, uh, we, we made a special uh, spreadsheet for it. Then basically it reprices till a sale occurs, which I think is a really stupid rule. I made it like a couple weeks ago. And that's so, so short-term thinking too. Well, no, actually, I based it off what you said. When I'm weak how he was smiling when he was saying it too. Like you're just like, yeah, I just lose money on purpose. No, no, this is this is me trying to get my dollar back so I can invest more. Like you're gonna I think at scale there's gonna be some items that just aren't gonna make money. It's impossible to say no to that. It, at scale, yeah, there's going to yeah. be items that, that lose your money. You should be buying stuff that's high volume enough that it's hard for it to go. Like, it yeah. takes a while for it to go down. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I made a video. You guys can watch it. it. It's really good for book sellers if you guys want book selling repricing rules, but it's like iffy, iffy. Well, yeah, book selling repricing is way different because you only have one of every SKU. 
So yeah. you, there is no law. You can you can go like fire sell stuff like crazy because you only need one sale to sell out. It's much. I raised my minimum prices on price. books to ten dollars, and I doubled my sell through rate using channel. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah, cool. it's it's pretty wild, and it, it was all like because of me thinking through what I want to do with OA. And I think currently the only stupid rule I have is after thirty days fire sell OA. So I need to. Are it. there still a lot of booksellers? Like, are you still answering tons of book questions in the DMs or how does that I'm work? I'm not answering a bunch of questions, period. I, I talk with some people in Spanish from time to time. I'm oh, in, my boy Juan. I'm in yeah, Juan mode. and Cody and all that. Yeah. I have like and hundreds of DMs that are unanswered. I just, I'm just like so focused on learning. I feel like I'm at the point where I need to become a better Amazon seller for the people. You know, <laughs> like I, I've done the book thing. And so now it's like when I go to Miami 2023 next year, I want to be somebody who can like, teach you how to do it in this case OA I wasn't sure if it was gonna be OA wholesale or whatever but I'm really liking OA so um but yeah people ask me I mean I still got my my course I got uh that community like yeah there's still a ton of books yeah, I'm gonna be making a lot more books on content soon because I'm finally gonna be launching the go-to lister after like almost two oh, years I thought you were I thought you just weren't doing that anymore no I I, I I let go of the Indian team and I hired a new guy and so he's an American, super smart guy, self-taught, uh, lives in Florida. And, um, yeah, we're, we're coming to the final stages. So um, hopefully we'll bring it to the OA world, too. He does a little bit of wholesale himself. He's the guy that did UPCScout.com. I don't know if you know that guy. He was really small. He's got, like, no Instagram audience, so he wasn't able to sell it. So that's why we partnered because I can sell it. He can build it. Cool. So. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. You work for a software company, right? Yeah, Garrett works for a software company. I haven't heard any difference, so yeah. Yeah. Well, have you ever thought about building one yourself? Heck no. No, this is like enterprise, like Fortune 100 type, like like it's a it's a global company. Yeah, billion dollar, like multi. Well, like, I think he's asking, have you thought of building an Amazon software yourself? Yes, that was my question. Oh, um, I mean, I'm certainly not smart to do it myself, but I don't know. I mean, there's an opportunity for, I mean, I know enough people who have done it, but probably not. Dude, there's just so much lower hanging fruit. Yeah. Or at least trying to do, yeah. Me, if I'd rather invest that money elsewhere outside of Amazon, right? There's just a lot of things that I want to get into, continuing to diversify my income portfolio then. What else are you trying to get into? uh, I'm buying a couple of student housing houses in the next couple of weeks. Which in the Pennsylvania area? Yeah. Around like local schools, uh, around the school I went to, yeah. Oh, I found you were gonna say that. I'm sure those are cheap, yeah. Yeah. Romer, what's Good the room. Spanish one? Romer El Viejo. No, I changed it because Romer, the Romer, the second Romer R O A M R O A M E R is not a word in Spanish. Like yeah. they don't understand it. So why would I have my name with an English word? So I changed it to Avery El Viajero. Which is Avery the Traveler, which is oh, like the same. And I love Romer L. Romer was so funny for to me. Romero L. Romer was it, but Romer's not. A, so I would I would tell it to people all the time here, and like they wouldn't like be like, oh, what is it? And I'd be like, they don't get it. They don't get what I'm doing. So then I changed it to Romer the uh, a- Avery the Vagabonda, which is Avery the homeless person, and I didn't know. And then I changed it one more time. What so. would so someone recognize you from the old travel content? Yeah, I was out dancing one night. No, That's it wasn't crazy. old travel content. That it was a so recent crazy. Cali video that I posted that got like two or 300 views. And they, ser- I, I have a girl that wants to come down and she wants to pay to have me give her a tour 
yeah, we were, yeah, we were debating whether how legitimate that uh, that business opportunity is. We'll see. <laughs> Wait, so some that, that okay? So that was a video from like four years ago. Someone just no, 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 no. The, the video was recent. I posted the Cali video, what to do in Cali, blah blah blah, or something like oh, that. Oh, oh, okay. and they found it just through searching, and then they went to Cali and saw me at a uh, just a dance. Uh, party whatever and they were like i think i saw you on youtube and i was like oh yeah you know me roman the roamer amazon blah 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 and they were like no like the no, Cali, uh, Columbia, yeah 10 things to and do then they, i was like shit this guy doesn't even know what i do he just knows me from this random video but that's <laughs> so, dope that's dope you know like you talked to him at all or anything or just like you just like uh, we just talked a little bit I, did you dance yeah. with him with him <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys stock deeper uh, than a month uh, turnaround in consistent price history? Uh, yeah, in repair. With OA, it's a little bit uh, tougher to forecast in terms of getting quantity of stuff. Um, but yeah, oh, we got a celebrity in the building. Dude, that, that logo is clean. The purple on that, yeah. So we missed, a, we missed a good question. If you find a product and the box looks different than the listing, do you send it? Even. Um, so it depends, right? First things first is you want to look at obviously the integrity of the product. Is the product the same? If there's any sort of variation, you're just asking for a beating with your Amazon account. If the product's the same and the box is a little different, you have to acknowledge that there is going to be a subset of those sales that just come back, right? The, there's a lot of picky customers out there. So if you're cool with that, depending on what the volume is. You can I think it really depends on the product too. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. clothing, you're screwed. But like... Uh, Books. something like like supplements or, or something like if the active ingredients are the same you're good you know that's my yeah, opinion. i envision like a you talking about like a toy like a toy is the same but the packaging of the toy is different um you're gonna get a mixed bag there's yeah. probably a majority of them are gonna go through probably successfully but there's always <laughs> i was gonna have you do some sketchy stuff last year garrett remember i, I was gonna have you like divvy up the chlorine oh that tablets. was sus oh that was sus yeah that was sus. <laughs> oh, you did you did you said oh shit we did it <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah we, that was terrible. That we, we got we I, i'm surprised like taylor and i's account survived that 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 really helped with our profit margins. That so. made a bag too. That made a bag. I didn't make as much as I wanted to. Like I think I only made like so I paid both Taylor and Jake four thousand a piece just for telling me about it. Like I told them both I would pay them twenty percent of no I told yeah twenty percent of my profit. And they they had both had different aces, so I paid them way too much because I didn't realize how big it was going to be. But I was like I'm going to be a man of my word and stick to whatever I yeah, said. Yeah, I mean, and remember that really tall guy that we were all beefing or I was beefing with. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was beefing Jason, with. What's his name? Was that Jason? He was like seven foot, and I was like, "Give Romer." We all come, and for some reason, yeah, he was literally hard. seven feet tall. He just targeted me, and we were just beef. It so was hard. I ended up making thirty k at the end of the day after everything, but I spent like a hundred thousand plus. I don't even know how much I spent, but I mean, thirty k in two months while my other business was still running. Like that sounds pretty good, right? But like honestly, I was working like ten hour days, texting people. I was flying people to different cities. Like that was like a. But it's worth it. Though. You made thirty bands. Well, yeah, but it's stressful. There's a lot of money on, you know, like obviously. Dude, OA is so much better than that. Like, yeah, it's so much more scalable. There's replans. Like, it's you learn as you go. You find people. Yes. I don't know. It's just like it builds. Whereas that just dies. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. That was almost a year ago. We were kicking it out of that Miami crib you guys had was nice. The set that well, the first one was nice too, but the like that apartment from last year was really nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was... like that's like my my the least thing I care about now. Like I'm living in this little crappy thing in Cali. <laughs> it's like it's like 900 bucks though, which is a lot for that. Yeah, but I get free. I get, that includes breakfast. I get my room cleaned every day, and uh, it's safe. It's right next to the police station, so it's not it's not like dirt dirt cheap. But I mean, 900 compared to like my first year in Miami was two grand. Splitting yeah. it with Steve, you know. By the way, Steve's doing uh, eBay flips. Dude, Steve, and I was putting Steve on to seller amp. He's been he was talking it. about it today. He's been using it. Yeah. Um, Bro, and, uh, you only paid 2000 for your first spot? Well, it was 4000 4, 4, total. Oh, so but I still, that, that would be like, like three grand these days, probably. Like it's each five price. or six now, I bet. I yeah, bet it's five or definitely. six. Right Ask, uh, what's his name? Danny. What's his name? Okay. Same yeah. building. Uh, a lot. But we had a corner unit. Yeah, yeah. So this is only a studio, but I, I don't know if I should be saying this, but he's paying 28 Oh, that's not bad. Doesn't really matter, yeah. What up, what up, Seth? He actually got a sick deal on that then. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah it's going up a lot. If he were to renew, it would go up. To uh, like, what, 35? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's well, he's, he's moving out. He's what's getting that? What's no. up? Does KT Hustles live in the same building as him? No, KT no. Hustles. Dude, KT Hustles is the boy. We got to get him on for another episode. <laughs> he's in the, um, the Lux. Yeah, something nice. Uh, I don't know. I, it's I know it's insanely nice. That man's going hard on uh, yeah, everything, dude. He's, he's like full on Russell Brunson now. Like I get emails from him like every day. <laughs> that's how I'm trying to be too. Yeah, that's he's in the I'm same building that Steve will do it. It's in. He's he's met, he's met him a couple times. Is he uh, actually most most underrated sales channels right now? Amazon, man. Uh, is that Miami 2022 open for everyone? It was. Uh, they're having uh, a 2023 one. As well, I don't know what month you guys planning on doing it in. I'm thinking February would be. Oh, that's be you keep pushing it up. There might be two 2023s then. Yeah, may, maybe. Uh, it might. It might be March. It might be April. Who knows? But uh, Vegas. It's gonna be Miami. Well, what about like at this rate? You're pushing Vegas. it up year each year. What do you mean pushing it up? Like okay, so it was August and then April. Yeah, yeah. Now February. We, we might do it at April again, but there's a chance April could be really hot. And I think March and February have better weather. Here's I think the, we should just get in the, the habit thing of about April that is so terrible is that it's right around spring break. Like people are paying. Oh, yeah. 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 There's a lot of bad stuff. We, we just need to get we need to get sponsors now. We need to we already have the lineup. Like I already know who I want to speak. I want you guys there. Well, I want you, you guys should, to actually come through. You should um, do it like um, Eric and Sebastian do theirs. They couple their events with ASD. Yeah, that's a great idea. And so I, they, they, yeah. do, they do one in Vegas. The same weekend, ASD does theirs. They do one in Orlando the same weekend. They we'll do it the same weekend as a cryptocurrency convention or something. God. <laughs> Bitcoin and everything. Cool. All right. So, guys, we're, we're going to jump off in like five or ten minutes. So, if you guys have any really good Amazon questions, drop them in the chat uh, before we hop off the first ever live episode. And uh, make sure to subscribe, whether you're watching this on the Buy Box Bandit channel uh, on the recording or watching it live on the Filter Miles channel right now as 74 of you guys are currently doing. Uh, so yeah, Manny. So Romer uh, Avery, who's right below me, he hosted like an Amazon seller conference basically. Uh, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is oh, good. Yeah, Billy, how are you doing? How's Billy's business doing? It's doing good. I've done about 10K the past 30 days in sales. Um, we are ramping up spending, and August should be, you know, hopefully, maybe we can do, maybe we can double that in the next 30 days. But that'd be lit. 
Yeah, we're, we're doing. And to put that into perspective, we did 10K in sales with probably like a thousand, like 1,500 in credit. So, I mean, that's like <laughs> extremely impressive. But uh, yeah, August is going to be a movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, August is going to be really good for me. Too. I'm excited for August being so big because Q4 is like right around the corner. And then I'll just have like all that uh, capital coming in and momentum. And I probably the moment, have had... The momentum's the big part when you gain the trust in it. Yeah. I, mean, I have all these SKUs that I'm repurchasing. I'm getting in the flow of like knowing when sales are going to happen on certain websites. We have a system for checking. Like there's a lot of SKUs that are out of stock and I have my team checking yeah. stock every day. So True. it's like... Pretty much from here on here until like mid January, it's just mayhem, just absolutely nuts. Rakin's the goat. Have you guys, you guys have met Rakin, right? Of Garrett? course. Yeah, I've, I've never met Rakin. No, I've been to his crib. Yes, yeah, we, him and I, him and I actually filmed a couple of Celeron videos the other day, uh, like a week ago Friday. Um, basically, cool. All right, so we're, we're gonna so precise up. with your times. <laughs> yeah, we, we could go Friday at well, five. You and I did the content that same day too. After a warm cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, sweet. All right, thanks for uh, listening and uh, and watching, everyone. That one dude left. Uh, we answered all his questions, and then I was like, dude, like Google's free, and he's uh, not excited about it. Maybe he's, he's getting started. Like, Don't be a dick too, um, and everything. But it is what it is. Uh, average ROI in inventory labs around twenty five percent. Hard time finding items. What's the best way? Have friends who are very good at it. Nah, but for real. Uh, so I have a couple of free leads I posted in my videos this late. Start off there. Reverse source off those listings. Uh, AO drop. Got you. Damn, Seba's kid was in here talking about gatekeepers give away the sauce 45 minutes ago. And now he's in. Thanks, guys. I love this shit. That's what I'm talking I, about. I'll chime in because I've had like a long time where I, I'm like, this doesn't work. I can't find anything. If you're not using discounts discount codes or you're not looking yeah, at the websites have discounts yeah. or limited time sales that in and of itself is going to help so much i mean we we talk about creating moats around our products all the time that's the beginning of it that's how you start is is finding those codes using those codes that the novice amazon seller aren't using right because that just creates your barrier of entry and on the other side of that is is profits we made my yeah yeah we're a lot like animals like i was thinking about the other day like i'm hearing calories it's like <laughs> How am I surviving, you know? And it's like, I'm just like, a, I'm like the same thing as like, like, I don't know, some animal in the jungle that like a little mouse that goes out and it like knows exactly when the tiger is going to go by and he times his schedule to go by when the tiger is asleep. It's like, we're like the same way with like, oh, wait, like, you know exactly when that's okay. Let's talk about this. So limited time, limited time sales are hard because so many people jump on as well. Well, considering you said I'm having finding hard, hard time finding items, then that's not the case on stuff. Or like that's a limiting belief. Like that's you're talking about something you haven't like validated on stuff. Um, and bands to answer your question, go look, go listen to our podcast with Kevin and um, Rodriguez. I think it was three episodes ago. We talk about that. The you gotta be like a hamster. You just gotta like shove your cheeks. Amazon shark gotta eat fast, and then go back to your nest. That that's the same way with the sales. You gotta you gotta buy all the stock, and then just wait. Yeah, Greg, I would. Yeah, well, that's true too. On sales, you can go harder because those buy costs might not be available, especially if you know how long the sale is going on for. Cool, guys. Cool. Yeah, take it easy. Everyone, uh, go follow these guys. I'm going to take the comment off the screen. Uh, Miles, Garrett, Avery. Is it possible? Yep. Yeah, it's tough, man. It's backwards.
<laughs> Take it easy, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you guys uh, on uh, on the next one.